0: Prayer is important, it's vital, and it's vital that first of all, first of all, we pray. Um, I put something on social media today that, that said, you know, the elections are great. I mean, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I mean, they were great. But more important for our country, for America, is, is what you and I and people everywhere do from here on. That's what really matters, you know. Um... How many remember, we had a Republican win the presidential election yesterday, last night, and um, how many remember when President Obama won the last time or the last two times? How many remember that, and and if you were around here, um, you remember that, um, whether it's a democrat or a republican it doesn't really matter that we prayed for him tonight we're going to pray for president president-elect trump and for his his family and his cabinet and people we're going to just pray and believe god for them we did the same thing for president obama because um i'm gonna say a couple things that i think you need to hear from me you need to hear me say this and and, and I, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about it, so you're going to have to just take it and pray about it and work through it, okay? But um, elections, and there'll be more elections, and and it's part of this great, awesome country that we live in where we can vote and believe God and and stand in the gap for who gets in office, you know? But it's not about... Republican or Democrat. It's not about that. The people that we vote for, it's not about you being a Republican or a Democrat. Now that goes against all, a lot of deep-seated grain in our country and in our nation, but it's not about that. And for me, for a long time, it's never been about that. Never been about that. No more than... It's, it, it, it's not about Republican or Democrat more than it's about a certain race of people in in our in our nation or on the planet but we're talking about our nation right now it, 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 the, the two are the same that they're saved and unsaved that's the race that's in the world not not color in God's eyes um, it's it's saved and unsaved um, and 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 that's it now there's there are convictions that people have that might lean toward a certain political party. Okay? And there's cultural differences that you and I have, and we can't get away from those. But it has nothing to do with the color of our skin. Any more than your reason to vote should be Republican or Democrat. Never. It should always be based on your conviction. And you know some people have said i've heard many people friends of mine say there was nobody to vote for where their convictions were concerned you get as close as you can if you have to if you have to say to yourself i'm going ve- to i'm voting for the lesser of two evils in where your convictions are concerned then that's the way you vote and the majority rules right well almost But in this case, the majority of the electoral votes won. And I believe that in these type of situations that we face all the time, we need to be on the cutting edge. Everybody say cutting edge. We need to be on the cutting edge of hearing God. I'm telling you, we need to press in what you and I And the church can do for this nation is press in to hearing the voice of God and learning to follow through and do what he says like never before. We talk about that a lot here. You can think, yeah, yeah, I I know all that. But I'm telling you tonight that the future and the days ahead for the United States of America are not in the hands of Donald Trump. Or any other senators or representatives or judges or anybody else. It's in the hands of the church. Because how the church goes, so goes the world. See, because the rest of the world, they may have natural weapons. We have spiritual weapons. Right? We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness, spiritual wickedness, and heavenly places. See, the people in the world that think they're sharp and they know all this stuff, what they don't know is what God knows. And the only way to know what God knows is to, as the Scripture said that we just read in Second Corinthians, to have communion and fellowship and oneness with the Holy Ghost. And if you and I don't develop That over the next four years, I'm telling you, there could be some ugly things happen in this nation. I mean, ugly things. We have a situation where somebody who is a businessman, not a lawyer, not a politician, has won the election. There is the potential in that party, because of a lot of conservative people in that party that have been political figures for years and years, there is the potential there for there to be huge division within the Republican Party. There, there There are people right now that literally want to die on the other side because of who won the election. There are people that I know on the Republican side... That had the democratic person won, they would have wanted to die or move to Switzerland. There's something wrong with that. There's something wrong with that. From day one, when God said, let there be light, and there was light, from that day, there's been junk. I could use other words to describe what there's been, but I won't do that. This is church. There's been all kinds of crapola, is a nice word, that has gone on in our, in, in, on planet earth since day one that we know of, of, the, of creation of, of time, from the time that God spoke and created the worlds. There's been all kinds of stuff. Since the day Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and sin came into the world, there's been all kinds of things happening. Right? I'm telling you, for anybody to be afraid of someone else being in a government position is wrong. And being the church of Jesus Christ, you and I, individuals who house the person of the Holy Spirit, who have the Word of God on the inside of us, the Bible says, greater is he that is in us. See, I'm not talking about how strong I am. I'm talking about how strong the one in me is. The one in you is. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. No matter what goes on in the world, the greater one lives in us. We must, as the church of Jesus Christ, we must press in and learn to pray like we've never learned to pray. And prayer is not just an action. Prayer is what 2 Corinthians 13, 14 said. It's a connection and a communion and a oneness with the Holy Spirit. The person of the Holy Spirit is who lives inside of you and I to reveal the Word, to show us things that are to come. There's not anything that you face on a daily basis that He doesn't already have the answer to. And we got to live like that, folks. I'm just telling you right now. We cannot live as Republicans and Democrats. You can get mad at me and throw tomatoes later. If you are going to throw something, throw a tomato, it's softer. <clears throat> but I'm telling you, we cannot live like that anymore than we can be, that, that as, as, as the church, that we can have any type of prejudice in our life. If you were raised in that and you have prejudice towards certain people with different color skin, get rid of it. I'm telling you, you and I physically were several buckets of water and so many buckets of dirt mixed together. That's what our skin is made of. And some people have a little lighter skin, and some people have a little darker skin, but it's just darker dirt. So before you get all worked up about how you're all that, you're several buckets of water and dirt. So we can't get all worked up about our, our, our water and dirt. Amen? We've got to get rid of it. If we're going to be effective, we have to get rid of those things, but we got to get rid of this political mindset where we think of ourselves as a political party. We're not. We're the body of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? In your little book, on the last page, on the 30th day, I like this quote by John Calvin. He said, Our prayer must not be self centered. It must arise not only because we feel our own need as a burden, we must lay lay upon God, but also because we are so bound up in love for others that we feel their need as acutely as our own. To make intercession for others is the most powerful and practical way in which we can express our love for them. To make intercession for others like we were praying for ourselves. That is the ultimate act of love for humanity. Praying for people that do, that do us right or wrong. It doesn't matter whether they do you right or wrong, that you're able to pray for people. People that have different attitude or mindset. How many in here have ever met Donald Trump? How many have ever met Hillary Clinton? Okay. So any judgments that you have toward either one of those people, those candidates, where did they come from? From the news media. So they came second, third, fourth, sometimes fifth hand. And so we're laying judgment about certain people's lives based on what so and so said to so-and-so that said to so and so and Wolf Blitzer said so, or whoever those people are, right? I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want to be judged by that. I wouldn't want to be judged three, four, five people down. How many, have you ever met anybody that lied? So there could be a possibility, real small, that maybe somebody in the news media didn't tell the whole truth right so maybe they're telling you something about somebody or a candidate and maybe they're stretching the truth a little bit no not maybe no not maybe that's just human nature and i'm not judging anybody i'm not saying this well this guy at this news channel i mean i see people having this same kind of judgmental attitude about news channels well we just listen to these guys oh wow so they're the, they're the, they're the Holy Ghost news channel, You know, I mean, we're, we're talking about listening to the voice of God and, and well, you know, I don't listen to those guys because they're like this. Who said, well, cause I've, I listened to him once and I just turned it off. And now you're basing your whole, well, they're like this all the time or whatever. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying we got to get serious about how silly some of this stuff is. And the fear that has run through the media to try to get people to not believe God and believe in what? Who, who in the world is living on the inside of me. And I'm going to be afraid of what? I had a guy tell me. I had this guy tell me. If this candidate wins, I'm out of here. I am out of here. I had a friend of mine. I mean, a born again, spirit-filled Christian friend that told me he's out of here if so-and-so wins the election. Not because the Holy Ghost said. Listen, if the Holy Ghost told you to get out of this country, I mean, I'd be out yesterday. Right? Right? But if you're leaving because so-and-so is going to be the president and there's no Holy Ghost involved in that, (laughs) that's going to be a tough road to hold. (laughs) I'm telling you what, Switzerland... You know, it looked good, you know, all the mountains and all the snow and all that looked really sweet, you know, but you're going to get over there and not led by the Holy Ghost and it's going to be hell. Hmm? You ever, anybody ever, anybody snow ski? Two? Come on, three? Another one? I have. Anybody ever been on a slope that you knew you couldn't handle? and you realized it about halfway down that's what it'd be like moving to Switzerland because you know one or the other became president <laughs> now I've seen some ugly ugliness I saw a guy I literally I was riding a gondola to the top in Rio Dosa when I was in high school and uh, I'm riding the gondola and I'm looking down. And I'm, I'm I, three of my buddies were in this gondola and, and we're watching this guy out of control. And the next thing is you see blood in the snow. He had hit a tree and they just peeled him off that tree. He died. We watched a guy die coming down a slope from a gondola looking down like that. And you know what? those kind of things out of control are what happened when we n- we're not led by the Spirit of God. And you know what we find ourselves doing? We find ourselves over here listening and talking to all kinds of people and hearing all this kind of stuff. And yeah, and you know what? we got to believe God that said you're not going to be voted for it. Ah! That's not the kind of prayer we're talking about. We're talking about Holy Ghost-led prayer. What did John Calvin say? Our prayer must not be self-centered. Man, I am praying because I don't want this candidate. I'm not saying don't pray for the candidates. And don't pray to hear the voice of God. But not self-centered things that, man, they're good. I mean, when, when I heard God tell me that Barack Obama was going to be I, I didn't know what to do with it. Literally, I didn't know what to do with it because I wasn't necessarily in favor of the person at the time. I didn't know what to do with that. And so as I began to pray, and I'm not going to go into the details all about that, but as I began to pray, God began to show me how to stand for the nation. Well, what can one person do? See, that's our problem. That's why so many people didn't vote before this election. A lot of people voted in this election. Lots of people voted. There was almost 50 million people that voted in the, early, in the early polls. Anybody see that stat? Almost 50 million people voted. That's right. And when people don't vote, it's because they don't take it serious. It's the same way in prayer. When we, when we don't pray or we don't pray the correct way, we don't get the right results. How many want results? <clears throat> James 5 and 16, the last part of it says... The effectual, fervent prayer. Everybody say fervent. You know know what fervent means? Heartfelt. When when God told me that years ago about that election, I began to pray for the nation in a specific way that the Holy Spirit was showing me. Listen. All the coastal cities didn't fall off into the ocean because so-and-so was president. Right? No. It doesn't happen that way. See, we're the, we're, we're the ones, we're the righteous, and the righteous are who rule in the earth. The earth is the Lord's. I'm going to say it again. The earth is the Lord's. Planet earth belongs to God. Amen. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness of it. All the gold, the silver, everything. Cattle on a thousand hills it's all His. And He gave it to the sons of men. You and I get born again, and then we've got to tap into this communion and connection and oneness with the Holy Ghost so we can rule on this planet and cause things to come to pass that need to come to pass. And along the way, it really doesn't matter who is elected. What matters is what you do with your conviction. That's all that matters. That's all I can control. I can't control what Oregon's doing. I can't control what El Paso's doing. I live in Kerrville, Texas. I can't control this, that, and the other. I can't control what everybody around, you know, one state to the next and get all worked up and mad and angry and frustrated. And when you're you're a party person, party, when you're a party person, right, when you're a Republican or a Democrat, you spend a lot of your time mad at the other people. I don't find that in the Word. As a born-again Christian, first thing you have to learn is how to get mad. I don't find it in the Word. See, if somebody doesn't believe what I believe, then I'm going to be mad. No. The Bible says, bless those who use you or misuse you. You know, pray for those who despitefully use you in certain specific situations. I mean, I'm telling you what, there's some stuff in those scriptures that for years I overlooked because I couldn't understand it. I'm understanding it more and more and more all the time. I'm telling you, this is the greatest hour for the church. Not because of who was elected. Not because of, listen to me, it's not because of who was elected. It's the greatest hour of the church because we have an opportunity to pray, hear God, and do what God says. That's it. It all boils down to that right there. Amen. Forgot what time it was. Ah. Seven forty seven. Nice plane. Um so Romans chapter 8 and verse 14 Romans 8 and 14 Read this with me together Do we got this 8 Romans 8 and 14 Here it is <coughs> Ready, read. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Read it again. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. The sons and the daughters of God are those who are led by the Spirit. How can you be led by the Spirit if you don't commune with the Spirit? You can't. You have to hear from the Spirit before you can be led by the Spirit. Sons and daughters of God Almighty are those who through intimacy and connection and fellowship and oneness with the Father through the Holy Spirit know who they are, know who He is, know what their rights are, know what He's given to them, and then they hear from Him in the moment and then do what He says. See, this moment, these moment things, leading up to the election, one of the reasons that we did this leading up to the elections was to encourage you to be focused on places that were not close to you. That John Calvin prayer that I just read out of here, our prayer must not be self-centered, not just about the state of Texas, not just about Kerrville and Kerr County, but you you found yourself praying for Two different states just about every day of the month of October. Well, I, I encourage you to keep this. And, and just periodically, you think about it, what, what's, what's, what's the day? Today's November the 9th. Maybe tomorrow on the 10th. Turn to the 10th here of, of this month and go and pray those same things. And speak over whatever states and whatever public officials that it encourage you to do. But all, all these kind of things do is it challenges me to do more. It challenges me to be aware of people and, and other situations and things that are going on. And that's that's not real popular to do. You know, th- th- This what I'm sharing with you tonight and the challenge that I'm giving you tonight is to come out of yourself and press in, in in these days. And I mean, start right now. Yeah, yeah, okay, Pastor. Summertime comes and you know I get through with certain things and then I'll start that. No. See, summertime will come and something else will take your time. So, so So when I'm talking about pressing in to your relationship with God, I'm talking about finding, even if it's five minutes a day, finding some time in the day to just worship God and thank God and ask God questions and and listen for answers. Listen, when I ask God a question, He takes me to the Word. Every time I ask him a question, well, for 38 plus years, I've been meditating and studying the word, so the word is his words. So when I ask him a question, he answers me through the word. He may take me to a story. You know, he, you know the, the Bible doesn't say, go to Romans 8 and verse 14. Bert, in 2016, on the eighth day of November, these two people are going to be in an election, and this person's going to win. They didn't say that, right? For it to be like that, we'd have to have a book that's as wide as the America, <laughs> right? So you'd go fumbling through, and you'd have to go to another state. Well, I need that page right there. You know? No, it's not, that's not the way it works. We have this book, and we have the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Spirit will take you to examples and stories and scriptures that apply to what it is that you need if you're developing that ability to hear. Hmm? Wolf Blitzer on CNN does not have the ability to reveal anything to you. And he can sit there and tell you and you can hear him and then you'll hear him again and 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 again. And And if the whole time he was saying, I'm I'm just picking one of the candidates, the whole time let's say that he was saying, Uh, Hillary Clinton's evil. And he's saying over and over and over and over and over and over and and it's going in your ear and you're meditating and then you're talking. Then you have lunch with somebody and you talk about, did you hear what Wolf said? He didn't have the ability to reveal things to you that will bring light and life. See, so now you walk around with this and you're meditating and you're not getting rid of all that stuff. And so you think this this woman's a devil because of what somebody over here said. Instead of communing with the person of the Holy Spirit. Everybody say the Holy Spirit's a person. And he'll talk to you if you'll commune with him and you'll connect with him. And he'll tell you things that are to come. When the the Lord told me about those two elections. And I'm not going to explain all the details. Yeah, but Pastor, how could he? No, no, no. I'm just telling you what he told me. Okay? I'm just saying what he told me. And I'm not saying I voted for either one of those people. I'm saying that's what he told me. Okay? When he told me those things, then he revealed some other things to me about the condition and the nature or the condition and the heart of our nation. Well, you don't always share those kind of things because it's not about sharing everything. A lot of times God shares things with you so you'll pray. There's things that I shared with our prayer ministry and things that we prayed over and prayed about at different times. But there's times when when it comes time to pray about a specific thing that you're supposed to pray. You've got to believe in what you're saying. You don't need 48 people to get in agreement with you necessarily. Now, if they if you need 48 people, then do it. Because God said, but not just run and you know, we, we God said this to me, and we're gonna do this, and now we're gonna all join hands and we're gonna all pray and we're gonna all do this, and all this. Man, prayer's not that kind of work. Mm. You know what? God told me that 48 of us needed to. Agree tonight and just join hands. Could I have 48 people? That's not hard. You just do it. Why? Because God said. Not because I'm going to work something up. I'm going to pray enough times. I'm, I'm going to, everywhere my foot touches, it's going to be conquered ground. And I used, you know, I believe that. The Bible says it, okay? And that's true if that's what God said in the moment. See, the Bible, the Bible doesn't transcend from situation to situation. God said that in the Scripture at a specific time. And, and, and He said everywhere that our, our, our feet would touch would be conquered ground for Him. Well, people have used that, I mean, to try to steal somebody's home. I've heard stories of somebody says, you know, I want Fabian's house, and so I'm going to, bless God, I'm going to go stand in his yard and walk around it seven times, and bless God, God's going to give it to me. Because that's what the stories in the Bible did. Yeah, but did God say that? You see? God may say something to our prayer ministry that we need to walk around the city seven times during a specific time or something that's going on. If God said that and it's confirmed and we know it's right then bless God if we don't do that we're disobeying God. But to go walk around the city because somebody else did well we went to this seminar and at that seminar they said that this thing happened in this city because we did this. Yeah that's great but if you go copy that and you didn't get that from God it won't work and we gotta believe that We've got to believe that if God told you to go home uh, and watch Columbo on television, or well, I don't know where I got that show from. Uh, he, he told you, you know what, go, go sit at home and watch that TV show. Well, that's not very spiritual. God said, you see, we've got to get to the place where we believe in what we're hearing because it's producing results, right? Because it's producing results. And a lot of times, when God tells you to do something, He's never told anybody else. Instead of me copying forty-eight other people that did this, you know, and and you know, man, it worked for about three of them. I, I, I just haven't. Maybe I'm supposed to go around the town fourteen times. No, see, so you're laboring and working. No, no, his, his yoke is easy and his his burden is light. The labor, He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Don't get under the bondage and the pressure to try to produce. Hear his voice, do what he says. Amen? Hear his voice and do what he says. Back up to verse 12. We have verse 12 up there, Romans 14, 12. And then I'll, got one more verse and we'll end. <clears throat> wow. Oh no, eight, I mean, I mean eight Romans eight twelve. I'm sorry. I'm looking at that going, that's not the verse. Romans eight twelve, there we go. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. Verse 13. For if you live according to the flesh, you'll die, but if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, then you'll live. Everybody said the deeds of the body. The works. Doing works for work's sake. See, works as a result of spirit-led purpose, those kind of works produce. Verse 14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. See, the, the problem with receiving from the Spirit of God Is all the obligations that we have in the natural to the things of the flesh. There's so many obligations. And those obligations sometimes are things that we have purposed to do and that we believe in that are so vitally important that we can't break out of some of the things that we do on a day to day basis and really find the time to hear God. Man, I gotta watch four hours of TV. If you got to watch four hours of television and you've had no time with God, then whoever you're watching on television is gonna is gonna control what certain decisions that you make because you're you've not spent the time to hear God and you've not spent the time to develop the confidence that you can hear from God. The obligations and the, the obligations that we have in the flesh and everybody's are different. You gotta get rid of them. But you have to get rid of them, not by well I'm going to stop this and stop that. You have to get rid of them by purposing to say, you know what? I'm going to only watch three hours of TV tonight, and I'm going to spend an hour just praying in the Holy Ghost. And and listen, you you may just spend five minutes praying in the Holy Spirit, but five will turn into ten, and so on, because there's something about communing with the Holy Spirit that's like nothing else. It's like nothing. It's like no other relationship that there is on planet Earth. But you've got a taste of it. You've got to believe in it yourself. You can't, you can't believe in it because I believe in it. you got to believe in it because what you're developing and practicing. I'm telling you, today is the greatest day that the church has ever known to this point to be alive on planet Earth, to have the opportunities that we have to do everything that God has called us to do, to prosper, to be in health, to see other people saved and healed and delivered and set delivered and set free there's no time like today and I'm thankful for this election and I'm thankful for the things that have come out of the election but I'm telling you what more than anything my heart is purposing to be effective from here on amen being effective at hearing God and then doing what God says how many believe that tonight amen i'm going to end with this Matthew 6 and verse 9. Jesus told his disciples in this manner, therefore pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And I'll just tell you there's something about this prayer right here that has become or, or this this model of a prayer that has become um, something that I didn't realize. But the revelation that's in this prayer right here will empower you and I to make a difference every time we pray. It's not just praying this, these words, but it's understanding our Father who is in heaven that his kingdom has come and his will is here to be done on earth as it is in heaven. I don't want just things being done and accomplished on earth my way. I want his way to be accomplished. How many can agree with that tonight? And as you voted and you've been a part of the political process that we're so blessed to have, I'm not against the political process in any way, shape, or form. That's just not where my faith is. I'm going to do everything that the word tells me to do As I voted, as I prayed, as I believed God, as I prayed for other states and other political people, as I did those things, I could see God in what I was saying and doing. There's something about the state of Georgia that just jumped out at me when I prayed over Georgia, whatever day it was that we prayed for Georgia. And I tell you what, I feel like a piece of my heart is there in prayer. I don't know, what 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 does that mean? I don't know, but the Holy Spirit will reveal it to me and he'll show me even more about it. But, but I'm, I, I, I don't, I, just as I'm praying in the mornings when I pray in the spirit and praying over specific things, I'm mentioning Georgia and it came out of this, 30, this prayer 31 of these 31 days of prayer where we prayed over all these states. That's a state that, you know, I have a cousin and an aunt and uncle that live in Georgia, but I don't do much in Georgia, but I'm praying for Georgia. And I tell you what, my prayers for Georgia are effective because the effect, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person. Everybody say I'm righteous. That means my prayer, your prayers are effective and, and they are life changing if we believe in them. Amen. So Georgia is being blessed as a result of me praying for them. How about you? And so My encouragement to you tonight is that we just, as a body, as individual people, but as a church body, that we continue to press in and believe that prayer makes the difference in everything that we do. Can you say amen? America is a great nation. It's an awesome nation. I'm so blessed to be a part of it. It's my nation. I take ownership of it. There's some things that aren't good about it, but there's some amazing things that are and the things that aren't good, I'm a part of the answer to change it, not you know, be critical of it and critical of the people that have messed it up. If people are ungodly and they're doing wrong things, it's because they don't know God. And for me to just hammer them and come against other people that don't know God is is wrong in Scripture. See, but the news has taught us how to do that. And I say, no more. Amen? We're going to love people. We're going to believe God for things. And there's change that is happening in this nation like we've never seen before. I'm so grateful to be a part of it. Can you say amen?